T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, Sam. Pull the ball and run it. That's why you're in there in Shane. Oh, Thomas, Thomas, Herman, you pulled Ingram because he ain't got late game experience because he's a true freshman. While Maryland's true freshman was like catching and throwing touchdown passes. And the running back with experience fumbled the ball. Probably because you ordered pizza during a rain delay. With pineapples on it, because you suck. Pizza, pizza. Here come the drums. No, I've, I've just become, I've become numb to this crap, Day Day. 34-29, uh, all the excitement, everything I was feeling, all the Kool-Aid I was sipping, it's just gone. These losses used to get to me a lot more. Uh, hell, I got shingles uh, when Michael Crabtree caught his touchdown uh, in 2008. I got shingles. I gave my roommate full-out chicken pox. That's how serious and hard I used to take this. But right now, I, I'm, I, I'm so used to this. And quite frankly, this is nothing new from last year. Tom Herman might think, it's, uh, might think it feels different, but I completely disagree. Here's Tom Herman at his post-game press conference conference uh, talking about this and why this doesn't feel the same as last year. A lot of people are going to want to say it feels a lot like last year. It doesn't to me. Man, let me tell you, dude. And, and, and we real. We real on this podcast, right? We real on this podcast, right, Landry? That's the only way to be. Uh, say, man, I'm just crack open a f-ing beer right now, dude. Bro, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm popping a beer right now, bro, because I'm really trying to understand what this cluster of what the hell he was talking about in his press conference that this doesn't look like last year. Bro, this looked exactly like last year, bro. Exactly like last year. I mean, they they, they came out, you know, he say, well, the players were were, were playing tight or whatever. You're the coach. It's your job to get these guys relaxed. It's your job to get these guys ready to play. I don't believe that you have to amp these guys up to get these guys ready to play because, hell, after the ass whooping that they took last year at home in front of your own fans, you go to Maryland, these guys should already be ready to play. They should be ready to get back into the mojo. Hey, let's go up here. Let's put our foot in their asses and get out of uh, Maryland with a win. But no, did we see that? Absolutely not, man. That was a train wreck that we saw yesterday, man, especially early on. And this is what Tom Herman had to say about the tightness of the players and how nervous they were. Uh, that's on me. The slow starts on me. I, I felt like our guys were trying so hard hard to be perfect um, because they wanted this so bad and uh, I got to find we got to find a way to relax our guys coming out of the tunnel not play so so tight 
I'm not a body language expert, but when, I think when he says that they were tight, I looked right at Sam Ellinger, and we hear about all these intangibles. We hear about this charisma. We hear about how people gravitate to him. He looked like a deer in headlights yesterday, and I don't want to bash the kid, but Sam Ellinger uh, in game one of 2018 compared to 2017 his whole career, that was the exact same thing. That was the exact same thing. We saw him fumble against USC in overtime, which resulted in a loss. We saw him throw an interception against Oklahoma State in overtime which resulted in a loss. We saw him throw an interception against Texas Tech, which resulted in a loss. That's the exact same thing. So maybe Tom Herman's just smarter than us. Maybe he has a better idea of things, but that was the exact same thing. I don't care how I don't care if you didn't get blown out this year compared to last. The way they lost that game was the exact same thing as last year. There was nothing different about that. Nothing different at all. And let me tell you something right now. I'm I'm still a Tom Herman guy. I'm still a believer, but Nick Saban and Urban Meyer can go up to the podium and they can act like jackasses and they can be arrogant about it. Exactly. But when but when someone in the media asks you a question and you're coming off your second straight opening week loss and they simply ask you what everybody else wants to freaking know, why does Lil Jordan Humphrey and why does Colin Johnson disappear from game plans? When they ask you that and you act like he does right here, to me, I have a problem with that. I can deal with arrogance from guys that win games. Tom Herman hasn't won games and the arrogance needs to be lightened up a bit. You're a 500 coach right now at University of Texas. That's what you are. So when somebody asks you a question that is a, that is a logical question, don't be a bully and don't be a smart ass like this. Just in terms, it seems like they can really physically dominate the defense at mm-hmm. times, but other times it seems like maybe you know they're, they're not doing as much as they're capable of. Right. So what coverage? Uh, what coverage were they in when they weren't doing when they went invisible? I'm I'm just asking you if they need to do anything particular to make no. themselves. No, they're doing a great job. Great job. And that's what I've been saying, man. That's what I've been trying to tell, you know, all of these Herman apologists and these people that look, you know, at life through burn orange glasses like, you know, he's God and, and nobody can say anything about Herman or whatever. I mean, dude, he f***s up. He's not at that that level of, again, like you alluded to, uh, uh, Nick Saban or, or uh, uh, Urban Meyer, Bill Belichick. He's not at that level. Like, bro, you haven't done shit. Let's be honest with you. As a head coach, and again, I know it's you know he's relatively young as a head coach, but bro, you haven't done enough to be able to be as arrogant as you are. And that was the issue with him last year. If you watch the press conferences last year, he still had this arrogance about himself. Man, I just think is I think it's bullshit, man. And not only that, like if 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 it's based on coverage, if all a team has to do is use coverage to take Lil Jordan Humphrey and Colin Johnson out of the game, then that says more about you. It's your job to adjust to coverage. Exactly. Get the ball in your playmaker's hands. You, you, That's you, what you, it's about. It ain't about. It ain't about sitting there and saying, "Well, they were in this coverage, so it was out." You know what this team looked like too, and this is really what pisses me off, Derek. I need to know who's calling plays. I need to know who's calling plays because, quite frankly, when Tom Herman says that this. This is a committee, and he says that it's a committee of play calling. It did look like there were two different guys calling freaking plays yesterday. I need to know who's calling plays, and if Tom Herman's not calling plays, that's a serious problem. Just go up there. Tell me who the play caller is. It doesn't matter because regardless of who it is, you're the offensive coach. It's your fault. You're not saving anyone's ass by it. I want to see Tom Herman with a play card in front of his face, and I want to see him calling plays. This committee stuff, that inconsistent garbage we saw yesterday, it doesn't work. It doesn't look right. 
And oh, by the way, also, uh, when Ingram scores a touchdown, the first touchdown of his career, and he doesn't go back in the game after that wow. because you want to go with the veteran, yeah. I don't get that. I like Watson, and I like Ingram. I'm fine with it. But when the kid scores a touchdown, and then after another nice run, don't sit there and tell me he's inexperienced because the only way to get experience is by putting him on the field. And there was nothing that he did that didn't warrant him getting another touch after that touchdown. Nothing. The, 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 play, the play calling early on was, was horrible. And, and my assessment was, and I even tweeted about this, I think that, that, uh, that Tim Beck actually started the game off calling plays. And when you saw how horrible it was going on a touchdown drive that they had to Devin DuVernay, I believe that, which was a great catch, by the way, but I believe that Herman actually took over the play calling because if you look at it, it was way different. It was like night and day on the play calling from the first two possessions. And when he came on after after Maryland scored and – um, he came out and he threw the ball down uh, the seam to Devin DuVernay. I thought that was a Herman call. But then we revert back to the the, the same thing, like you said before. Where where was why was Colin Johnson not implementing more in the game plan? You know, Jordan Humphrey ha- uh, had a very good day. Why he had did one we, big drop though? That yeah, was, that was yeah, the only he, one. he did have have a huge drop. Uh, but where did uh um uh Devontae uh, Ingram go. Where 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 did he go after he scored the touchdown? Like I said, you know, you take him out for for long stretches or whatever. But he was a guy along with Trey Watson that was actually moving the ball. And, and, and quite frankly, you, you can talk about the defense, and a lot of people are talking about the defense. It was a horrible start by the defense. There's no denying that. But at halftime, they made the proper adjustments. And quite frankly, after Ellinger's first interception, the defense bailed him out and gave him another opportunity to win the game. The defense actually adjusted. The offense at halftime came out there and looked flat as hell. That's that's. That's my issue. I actually give Beck props uh, for adjusting the defense. Now, Gary Johnson, Gary Johnson got tossed for the targeting. He actually got bailed out the play before the targeting because that should have been a touchdown. The, the, the tight end burned Gary burned, Johnson. Yes, he did. And, and Gary Johnson, uh, it's, I, I guess uh, the touchdown, he would have been able to stay in the game. But Gary Johnson got straight burned. And then he got tossed uh, for the targeting. I thought the defense, the pass rush was non-existent, but it looked like they were there. I'm not as concerned about the defense as a lot of people are. I think the, I think the defense can be fixed and adjusted, and there's a, there's a lot of inexperience. But they gave the offense a chance to win. And we can sit here and we can talk about Tom Herman. We can talk about a lot of things. But the quarterback that he chose... It, through through two interceptions when you had a chance twice in the fourth quarter to come back and win. And all we heard about Sam Ellinger last year is growing pains. He's young, he's young, he's young. At what point do we look at this and say, maybe he just doesn't have it and maybe Sam Ellinger just isn't a clutch quarterback? Well, a- absolutely. We've seen what he's uh, been able or not been able to do in – you know, clutch moments, you know, clutch moments when Texas is driving and have an opportunity to win the uh, win games. You know, this kid here, he's he's not showing that moxie. He's not showing that, that he can perform under pressure. And we've seen it, you know, far too often. And as far as the defense go, I slightly disagree with you on the defense. Yeah, they, they looked good in, in, in spurts. But let's be honest with you, man, on the the uh, the jet sweep. To the uh to the to the uh, left side every time, Brick and Hager is supposed to contain. He's knifing in for whatever reason, and whether it's uh, uh Jones or whether it's uh, uh 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 Jacobs, you know they're they're getting around him, bro, and they're gashing Texas, man. They're gashing them. They're running. They're running maybe 
Maryland actually ran probably about 10 plays, you know what I'm saying? And they ran them out of different formations. And we we looked like we didn't know what was going on half the time out there, man. I mean, like I said before, it was several. McCullough on the uh, go-ahead touchdown for Maryland. McCullough, number 23, he has to make that tackle on the jet sweep. I actually liked McCullough yesterday. But, yeah, the, the jet sweep, they look. It's, it's almost like they were surprised that Maryland ran it. They've been running it on your ass for two years. Right. That's 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 what they've done. And this is another thing that we talked about. This is another thing that we talked about, Day-Day. I think last season they maybe win this game if Michael Dixon's the punter. But Michael Dixon ain't bailing you out anymore. And we talked about how, you know, there was a fine line between those seven wins because they could have won. For, Michael Dixon won them games last year and oh, kept no them doubt. in games. No and, doubt. you know, the punter, his cousin, uh, punts the ball 15 yards. Your punter's not going to bail you out anymore. And and, and, I, and I do think if Michael Dixon were still on this team, they might have had a chance, but that ain't happening no more. You got to step it up. You got to play better offense than you do. You got to play better defense than you do. And this is this this is more of the same. You got Tulsa coming up this week. Uh, I, I think you can beat Tulsa, but then you got USC coming to your house. And regardless of how you feel, I'm going to be in the house at USC. I'm excited about it, but uh, people aren't as excited about it as they would have been if you'd gotten the job done here. You sucked the life out of the fan base for the second straight year on opening day. Well, just like I alluded to uh, last weekend, uh, and we discussed on our last podcast, hey, this team easily could have been, in the first six weeks, they have a gauntlet, man. They have a gauntlet the first six weeks uh, of the Tulsa is the, you looked at Maryland and you looked at Tulsa as, as you know, the way to, you, that, you, that's you, momentum you, you building. Win, that's winning, momentum right. building heading into USC, then exactly, TCU, exactly. then Oklahoma. Right. That, that was this is momentum. Your the, momentum sucked out. These first six weeks, man. Like I said before, uh, <laughs> Texas could be four and two, or easily two and four. And right now, it's looking more like two and four because they'll beat Tulsa. You know, they'll beat Tulsa as they should, as they should have beat Maryland. But they'll beat Tulsa. But against USC, bro. Right now, I'm not feeling from what I based on what I seen yesterday. I'm, I'm not feeling comfortable about them beating USC. I'm not feeling comfortable about them beating uh, uh, TCU. TCU. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with with a, a first year quarterback, you know, and definitely, I mean, it was, it was it was Florida Atlantic. Still, it, was, it's, it, was, it, it was it was Florida Atlantic. Good. But I mean, but Oklahoma looked good. Kyler Murray looked good. That team looked good. So I mean, bro, this, this can go south and this can get off the rails very quickly for Texas. This where USC almost becomes a must-win game. Yeah, you'll beat Tulsa, and we know that that Tulsa. You know, yeah, you have to win against Tulsa, but USC now. Right now, at this moment, it becomes a must-win game. If you lose to USC, bro, this thing can go off the f***ing rocker quickly. Uh, the story from yesterday's game that, that had me the most pissed off took place uh, during the weather delay because there was a little bit of a weather delay, and while the weather delay was going on, Pizzagate was front and center because <laughs> Bruce Gate. Feldman of Fox Sports <laughs> goes up there and, and Bruce Feldman makes this announcement uh, during during the weather delay. This is where it stands. Uh, Texas has tried to get their guys off their feet. Maryland is trying to do that as well. Also, you know, you've got guys on stationary bikes. Texas is trying to order a bunch of pizzas. Day Day. Surely they didn't really eat pizza, bro. Like, honestly, I, I'm, I look, you're Texas. You got protein bars. You got all these resources. Surely, 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 surely. Because Herman said they ate. 
Surely these kids didn't eat pizza during the delay. Yeah, Surely they didn't. It looked like the offense ate pizza <laughs> during the delay. But no, I, you know what? Honestly, Bro, pizza. Honestly, I, I don't. I don't know how true that story is. I mean, when when it was reported by filming yesterday, or um, you know, during the rain delay, and I and I'm thinking to myself, you know, you you gotta be kidding me bro you gotta be kidding me like like who would order pizza how heavy that is on your stomach bro to go back out there you don't know how long this lane uh rain delay is gonna be but you order pizza i agree with you you have protein bars if they you have ate fruit, pizza you if have they ate pizza i want herman fired wow. i'm looking you in the eyes wow. right now if with all these resources you're you're, you're kind of laughing i'm being serious if if they are stupid enough to hand division one athletes pizza I want Herman fired. I'm wow. I'm 100. It, wow, that's, it, that's a hot take from Landry no, Walker, man. I'm being I'm being I'm being straight up serious. Like it, it, it kind of took on a life of its own, PizzaGate, and 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 it went kind of viral when I put the video out. But if you're stupid enough to feed these guys pizza at halftime, it's ridiculous. And I and I put I posted on Facebook, and I had someone come up to me and say, "Well, it's quick and convenient. It's like nachos, hot dogs, candy. This isn't the little league." concession stand this isn't mom running to the concession stand and getting you some damn nachos this is this is texas football if they honestly set around down two with 14 minutes left and the ball coming their way and ate freaking pizza i'm done with this i don't trust i, I don't trust this coaching staff if they fed these kids pizza well, well my, my question is did anyone because i was waiting in the press conference to see if anyone asked about the pizza to see if it was real to see if, if they really ordered pizza for those guys you know did the pizza ever make it there they could have ordered the pizza but the pizza never made it there or it could have just been you know uh fake news you know so we, we we really don't know because no one has really asked you know uh, uh tom herman or any other players in the, in the uh post-game press conference did they honestly order pizza so bro, so we don't know bro surely not surely not dude like you you look like this is possible bro pizza like what would you say? Like you're, you, you, I, I call you Levar Ball light a little bit because you get you get kind of <laughs> angry at your kids. What would you say if during the Charlie Strong era or something, Charlie ordered pizza and and, and handed it to your kids at halftime? I, I know you'd have an opinion on it. What would you say? Oh, I I'd, I'd say he's lost his f-ing mind. <laughs> That's what I would say. Where would Filming get that information from? I don't see how he would make that up. I don't see how you make that up. I just don't see how you can be that clueless. But, I mean, it would actually make a lot of sense. It, it would make sense for what we saw when, when they came out there with the offense. By the way, I keep it 100% real when it comes to refs. There was almost a taunting penalty on Maryland early. Mm-hmm. I don't like that call. I'm glad they didn't call it. Right. I was okay with that. Right. I'm, I'm but okay with that as But as far well. as the turnovers go, I do think that Watson regained possession and then the ground caused a fumble. I, it came out, but I felt like he got it back, and I felt like he was down. I feel like they—I don't feel like they—they they took into account that he regained possession there. Again, we're, we're dealing with Big Twelve officials, and you've been a lifelong Texas fan, same as I. The officiating in the Big Twelve has been horrible for years now. It's been some bad calls, and it goes back to the uh, Charlie Strong area era uh, uh, at the uh, Oklahoma State game, you know, where, oh, man, the, the officiating was just absolutely horrible. But now, again, I disagree with you. Although I know that he reached for possession to uh, gain possession back, the fact of the matter is that the ball did come out on the initial hit. 
and it was clearly recovered by Maryland. So, but I thought he I, pulled I, it back in. I, I thought it went out. Then he, then he, then he pulled it back in, and then it caused the fumble. Yeah, but I mean, you. But with you, that said, you, Sam you, probably would have just thrown an interception anyways. <laughs> wow. I was really disappointed in Sam after the game too because he said that that's desperation time and you have to try to make something happen, bro. You could have dink and dunked. You can dink and dunk in college when you're down one possession because the clock stops on the first down. I, I, I was, I, I was the, the most disappointing thing to me from this whole loss is just the body language of Sam Ellinger and just how shell-shocked he looked. I don't know. Maybe being the starting quarterback at UT is too big for him. I'm not going to jump ship just yet, uh, uh, but maybe it's just too big for him. Let's discuss this on the back end. Let's bring in Ramon's Taylor, but we're going to talk about if Sam Ellinger is the guy for this job and if it's time for uh, for them to maybe entertain the possibility of uh, starting life after Sam Ellinger. We'll get into that. But first, man, one of my favorite Longhorns of all time, uh, Ramonts Taylor. You remember him uh, as a freshman. He rocked number 25, changed the number to 11 as a sophomore, uh, nearly eight yards per carry, a national champion, and, and one of the most inspirational stories uh, in the history of the University of Texas. Uh, Ramonts Taylor joining us right now on the 41 Acres podcast. And by the way, uh, Vince Young is going to join us uh, next week for USC weekend. So we keep the big guests coming. Thanks to Rod Babers for joining us. Uh, thanks to Ramonts. Uh, who you're about to hear from, and uh, thanks to Vince. But my man Ramonts uh, is 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 in the building right now, and I got to ask you, Ramonts, uh, let the people know what you're up to right now. Right now, I'm a PE coach at elementary school back in my hometown. I uh, I started up my own youth association here. I have a uh, Ramonts Taylor Youth Association, a free uh, association, all the kids in the area, a free program. Um, I have a summer track program, basketball program, AU. And I also have a um, youth football team, the RTYA Longhorns. So I'm just here in the community, giving back to my community, man, and trying to help these youngsters out to make the right decisions in life. Looking at the culture of of this team now, you know, um, and obviously Texas has been in quarterback hell, you know, for a long time now, actually since uh, Cole McCoy um, left there. And, and just – Looking at, at, at Texas now, opposed to when you guys uh, were playing, how, how is it different now, you know, with, with these millennials, so to speak, opposed to, to when you guys were on the 40 Acres doing your thing? You know, now with the, with the social media and all this hype now, the, the caliber of athletes are different. You know, we when we were coming in, you know, probably I would say starting in the – early 90s or, you know, 90s when they were bringing in stud athletes there to the University of Texas, and we just kept that trend going. And now from since 2010 all the way up to 2018, the caliber of athletes are just not the same, you know. They're work ethic because everything is basically just given to them from the guys who, you know, who put that work in and, you know, and paved the way for them. And, they, and, they, and they're not understanding, you know, when – you go to the University of Texas, you're not playing for you. You're playing for Texas was across your chest, the state, the whole state of Texas. And once those guys start buying into that and actually realizing that, I think it can really be, you know, something serious over there. And, and going back to the Charlie Strong, uh, and obviously, you know, our money forming and Deontay forming, those are my sons. You know, so <laughs> oh, nice. You know, so they're they're lifetime Longhorns as well. And and but looking at Charlie, looking at where where we are right now, even in the Tom Herman era, um, you know, with with losing to a, a team like Maryland that you actually supposed to be more superior than, especially you know, 
because Texas means something, man. Texas was the type of, of school where when they walked in there and recruited guys and say, hey, we wanted you, it was almost like Uncle Sam, man. People were just right. going there, man, because, you know, Texas – has just just that blue blood that mojo so looking at it now with the coaches um you know coach strong you know him being there and and you know not really getting the job done and even now with herman um how, how do you feel about that it's, it's the swagger man you gotta you gotta have that swagger and that's the one thing that we that texas lost i feel like they need to have the swagger they need to bring the more coaches that's going to bring in the swagger and i feel like Coach Herman was the coach to bring in the swagger. Coach Strong, he really didn't bring in the swagger. The swagger. He was kind of more like, you know, the discipline type guy. You know, you're going to have the guys on the team, you know, that have the discipline problems to do that. But as a coach, you got to know how to work with those guys to make sure those guys are, you know, doing the right thing on and off the field. But uh, I think Coach Strong, I mean, Coach Herman will be a good it's a good fit, you know, as far as bringing that swagger back to Texas. You just got to give it some time. Rome wasn't built overnight, you know, and and that's the thing with our Texas fans. Everybody is so spoiled, man. Texas fans are spoiled. So they think we should come out, you know, putting 100 on Maryland. Maryland has a great football team. Right, you right. Know? But but yeah. I mean, but, but I mean, at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, Roman, it's, it's still it's, – it's Maryland, man. It's – Texas <laughs> and it's Maryland, man. I mean, you're talking about you're the right bottom. About you're talking about the bottom feeders. They beat two ranked opponents since 2011, and Texas is both of them. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you, you know what Texas? What Texas is? I mean, you, you're right. It is Maryland, and it's the new Texas. You know, it's not the old Texas Longhorns anymore. It's the new Texas. It's a new era. You know, life is new. People, the athletes are new. You know, it's a it's a new Texas. So. Everything's not going to be like our fans want it to be like it was back in 05 on down. You know, when we was winning 10-plus season, games a season, going to bowl games back-to-back, going to BCS bowl games. That's not there no more. We got to adjust to that, you know, and accept to what we have right now because at the end of the day, <laughs> that's all we got. So we got to hope that Coach Herman, you know what I'm saying, makes the right moves and makes the right decisions to lead us forward. Because if you keep bringing in new coaches, new coaches, you'll never get to where you want to be. Are you well, confident in Herman, though? Do you you believe in Herman? I, I, I'm totally confident in Herman. I believe in Herman. He's a great he's a great dude, you know, and I believe in him because of – it may be a biased way of because how he accepted the old players. You know, he's bringing the old players back to kind of like get that swagger back to UT to kind of help those guys, you know, understand, hey, these are what type of players, you know, were playing back then, you know, to kind of get us more involved with the with the team. And, you know, I respect him for that. So it may be like a bias thing, but I feel like that's what the players need. You well, talked yeah, because- about swag. My, my bad, Dede. You talked about swag. Even Brian Robinson had a taper fade and was like rocking jorts on y'all squad before he started rocking this fishing. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, so it was there. And Coach – it was like Coach Strong kind of like made them feel like they were walking on eggshells or something, you know. And, you know, Coach Mac, Coach Brown let us guys just be us, you know. And I think that's what that's kind of what Coach um, Herman is bringing back. He's kind of letting the guys just be them. But at the same time, though, you got to get some dogs, you feel me? You got to get some dogs, some playmakers on the offense and the defensive side of the ball. You know, you just can't have you just can't have players just going out there, you know, going through the motion just because I play for the University of Texas. And that comes with the media nowadays. The media is, is pumping these kids up, thinking they did, putting them at four right. stars, putting them at five stars. Right. When, the national, when the nationality, they're really two stars, you know? 
three right. stars. They're not ready. They're not ready to play on that level. And that just comes with the social media and all and all the hype that they come before they even get into college. That's why TCU is so good because they're getting the two and three stars. You know that's really four and five stars. You know, it's funny. You know, hearing you you know talk about Herman because Herman he he was there with with you guys, wasn't he? He was there right before I got there. Okay. Okay, right before you so got he, there. He was, he, was a, he was an intern. He was an intern there. Right. So, but he understood, like, he, he's been in that. He understands, you know, what the type of guys we had. And those receivers that we have for the University of Texas right now. Oh, man. Give Vince Young those receivers. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I, don't think Vince, I, don't, I don't think Vince Young can take those receivers. I think he'll keep his. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Vince will, will definitely keep his. But, man, hey, we, we, we yeah, have. But that we height, have we have we have great great. Re- I mean, it's, it's receivers out there that that we know that have talent. We have talent. We have speed. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think that we're using them in the the manner that we that we need to. I don't think that that we're putting the ball in their hands as much as as we need to. You look at Colin Johnson yesterday. You know, two big catches. You know, and I don't know how many targets he had, but I mean, the two catches that he had, you know, was huge. One a touchdown, another, you right. know, set up uh, Kyle Porter for the touchdown. <clears throat> you know, everybody's high on him as a a dynamic receiver. Of course, I still feel like he has a lot to prove. I don't feel like he uh, gets off of press coverage uh, very well. I think he still gets pushed around at the line of scrimmage. Uh, but Lil Jordan Humphrey, man, I, I I give him his props. Right, he's real nice, man. I just think. I just think we need to start getting Duvernay the ball more in space. I think, you know, uh, like you say, Colin Johnson, he needs to have more touches. Um, LeJordan Humphrey, he needs to start catching the ball every time he touches hands, you know. <laughs> but he's a, he's, a, he's a stud. But our running game, man, we got to get our running game oh, together. Oh, God, man, we got to get the running we, game we together, have, dude. What do you think to about get the, the running game together. The O line for them to you know lose Connor Williams and you know the Shackleford looked he looked good yesterday. They looked the O line looked real good. They gave they gave um, Sam time to throw the ball. He was sitting right there hell of a time to throw the ball. No white threw the pick to the guy. God, did you not see him right there? Man, man, that did, first did, interception man, was you, ugly. You, man, you don't. Need, he was. He might as well have just been playing catch with the guy from the other team because he was right in your throwing window. These are the same things that we saw from from Sam last year, man. I mean, if, if you look at him, he looks like the same quarterback. It doesn't look like the off season and having the year up under his belt. It doesn't look like he's you know improved that. Much he looked to me. uncomfortable, did he not? I, I, I'm not like a body yeah, language expert, did. but he did not like the guy. The intangibles and everything everybody talks about. He looked a little bit, and and Herman actually talked about they looked tense. I thought Sam looked more tense than anybody. So they all did. So you know, I feel like these coaches, man, these players. The one that's been there, the seniors, know they've been through there a while, you know. And going through this change that they've been going through, I kind of felt like they felt like, hey, this is our, this was our year to come out and kind of show the people that we're ready. But, you know, at the same time, they were nervous at the same time because you come out there and you would get a delay of game, the first, the first play of offense, you know. So that, so that tells us right that tells us right there, hey, man, we're not ready. To, we're not ready. They're not ready. They're not. They're not mentally ready right now, and that's the biggest thing. In college football, you got to be mentally ready. You got to put the social media and stuff to the side. We didn't have all that social media. 
Back in our time, I think we had MySpace or something yeah. like that. Oh uh, yeah, well, you, if you got to have that profile song, but you couldn't creep on the low right. as much because that song would play when you're trying to uh, slide in DMs right. first time. I get how great Vince was for you guys, and it's 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 the best effort, the, the best two year effort you can have from Rose Bowl to Rose Bowl. But your squad, I mean, I don't think your squad gets enough credit for just how stacked y'all were. Like, oh, Selvin yeah. Young yeah. was the third best running back on the team, in my opinion. And I'm not just saying that because you're on with me. And he started, and he went to the NFL. And he's not hes not a chump. 4-5-0 lineman, Dave Thomas, Lima Swede had a career, D-line all over the place. It seems like whenever they talk about that squad, yes, Vince was great, and yes, you don't win it without him, but your squad doesn't get enough credit for how great it was. You're right, man. We, we don't get enough credit, you know, because – what, it's 22 guys starting on offense and defense, and we had 19 go to the NFL? Yeah, I, I think it might so even that, be more. I mean, y'all, I, yeah, Arapo that, didn't even start. That, like, y'all had y'all had a stacked-ass squad. Even, even uh, so we, um, the, the the running back, uh, wasn't he on, on the team? Uh, Jamal Charles uh, was there. No, yeah, Jamal and Charles Selvin was there. Young. And Selvin Young uh, was there, but, Melton, but it was another one that, that was a number, a yeah. number three. Melton. Yeah, Melton. Henry Melton, yeah. 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 Yes, hey, right. I, he was my high school teammate, actually. I know Henry pretty well, but they moved him to DN. And after then, but, right. And then you had then you had Chris Obanaya. Obanaya, that's who I was, I was actually referring to, Obanaya. Now, man, he was he like didn't even get the what, third, fourth string running back, dude. And that fourth. dude touched the league. You know what fourth, I'm saying? Fifth string, I yeah, think. man. Yeah. You you guys were amazing, man. That's still to this day the best national championship, man. That I've ever bro ever seen, that was, bro. That was a good game. That ever was a good seen, game. man. Do you ever look back and wonder what could have been? Because to me, I think what you're doing now is more unique and more powerful than let's say you had man. a ten year NFL career. Right. You know, I used to I used to look back. You know, before I ended up going to prison and doing all that stuff, probably like in 2008, I used to kind of look back and like, man, what if, I, you know, this, this, this. But, you know, as I started changing, revamping myself, started changing my life, you know, I kind of like sat back and like, hey, this was all God's plan. You know, this the NFL really wasn't for me. He blessed me with all the talent in the world, you know, to be able to play any sport I wanted to and be the best at it. But his plans was for me to go to the NFL, man. Was you he, know, I got to take this. I, I take this. You know, I kind of take that and just keep going my life and keep striving and striving, to, you know what I'm saying, to make sure that, you know, I do what's best for me and my family. And it's kind of crazy because it's, what, 2006 and it's 2018 and my name is still hot. Like, I played in the NFL last weekend, you know. Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, like I said, man, you, the talent was amazing, man, what you guys were, were able to do. But your redemption story. You know, like you alluded to, you know, going to prison, then coming out, and 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 now, you know, you're a PE teacher, and you're working with kids, and you're able to to change lives, man. And and those are the things people have to understand. NFL is not for long. I tell you know my sons, of course, you know our money is still hoping to 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 get on the team, but you know Deontay, you know, and I tell him, you know, hey, it it, it it's you're impacting so many people that you don't even know. That you know, so many know that that, they look up to you and these kids and and everything like that. So, you know, you being able to change your lives and being able to uh, to give back to the community and and give to these kids and let these kids know, hey, you can do this. You can achieve. You you, you can go beyond. It's not about just being good, because I've always told my kids when you're good, you're just a little bit above the pack. So you strive to be right. great, and that's why right. Deontay had that mentality going in. Hey, you know, 
I want to be great at the University of Texas. And and ultimately, he was, man. Yeah, he was nice. I like him. I just felt like they didn't give him the ball enough either, but I love that kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ramon, so I'm going to get you out of here on this. Again, we we appreciate you very much. I, I, I like to go back in time because when when you come off losses like this, you, you got to remember the good old days. I've I've listed the five my five favorite plays from your career, and I just want you to I just want to go back and reminisce a little bit. One of them you damn near gave me a heart attack, though. Uh, do you know which one I'm talking <laughs> Ohio about? State. Yes, that's that's the first one. The Ohio State, you uh, the wow, kick return, you yes. step you step on the one yard line, look like you're about to take a knee, and then in typical Ramon's Taylor fashion, you burst up the sidelines, got it got to about the thirty, but you damn near cost us that game. But you bailed yourself out real quick. Yes, playmaker, man, playmaker. <laughs> uh, there there was Pretty another <laughs> exactly, and there was another one. I, I think it was against Missouri. Uh, I think it was Vince's only catch of his career. You threw the ball to him. It was about 42 yards in the air, I want to say. Uh, did you have a quarterback background, or was that just was it, was that just something where yeah, athletes going to athlete? Athletes been athlete. You know, that's kind of why I do that throw-off for that, um, that flag football, man. Athletes been athlete. I throw the ball about 70 yards, so, you know, and, and they just see me. You know, Coach Davis see me one day just playing around in practice, you know, just chunking it, chunking it. So he used his brain, you know. He got Taylor the ball. We made a play, Taylor the Young. <laughs> yeah, you damn near made Vince a receiver. We also had the pylon dive where you kind of caught it with one hand and then the pylon dive. That was That's the one that they usually show when they talk about you the most. Oh, yeah, that was that was nice. Uh, I seen the guy coming, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to just actually beat him, so I made sure that I just leaped, you know. And that was the thing about me, man. If, if I touched the ball, my my goal was to score every time I touched the ball. I wasn't right. trying to have nobody tackle me. I wasn't trying to take a big hit. If you was going to hit me, I was going to get out of bounds, you know. my I was trying to protect myself, and that's probably why I say injury-free. But, you know, I was trying to get in the end zone. My nickname in high school was Mr. Touchdown. I had 32 touchdowns my uh, junior year, then I had 36 my senior year. So. Wow. And you had up. 19 in 23 games at UT. Uh, the fade against Oklahoma, they moved you, <laughs> they moved you to uh, receiver yeah. uh, your your sophomore year. The the fade against Oklahoma when y'all just completely uh, beat the brakes off them, that was that was another nice one. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, you know, uh, that was actually the first touchdown catch receiving touchdown against OU in six years. Mm, wow! So that just, yeah, that just goes to show, and you know that was kind of exciting with my cousin, you know, R.I.P. Brandon Everidge. Yeah, but um, he was he was uh he was my cousin. He had just left OU that year, so you know that was kind of a little spark. I wanted to get talk some noise to, even though he went there, but he didn't. His his defensive core team in OU they didn't let those receivers what Roy Williams, DJ Johnson, all those guys score a touchdown against. I so. damn sure didn't. And the final one, the final touchdown of your career, uh, it was nice enough to see that you score against USC. Uh, but you had the uh, you had to kind of troll Reggie Bush a little bit with the uh, with the area code on the eye black too. <laughs> I had to represent, baby, two five four. See, I knew I was coming back home to do something for the community. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> man, that hey, that yeah. that's that that's awesome. Like I said, man, that that's the best fucking college game I've ever seen in my Do life. You still bro. watch it, by the way, because Vince said he still watches it. I still watch it, and I still feel like y'all might lose. <laughs> I was I was at the game, but I still watch that. I still watch that game, bro. and I'm like, damn, we might lose this that, thing. That hey, as a matter of fact, bro, going I, going I, there, I man. Hey, going there, going there. 
Uh, speaking of that moment, man, because I, I I watch the games, you know, still when they repeat the games as well, and and for some reason I always think that uh that uh 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 Lindell White is gonna pick up that goddamn first time, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but man. but that was a great moment, man. That was a great moment, and I don't to this day I don't understand how Pete Carroll don't have Reggie Bush at least as a decoy they on that his play, ass bro. Too. He was on lock, man. He I was don't, on lock. I don't, I don't even know, man. We had a, you know, we had our own Reggie Bush at Texas, so. When we when Coach Brown was getting us prepared that we you know we was ready for anything Reggie came out there and did you know he just got he got those one those two plays on the straight up the sideline yeah in the flip in the end zone and the one where he broke and pitched with just thank you for pitching that you know hey Vince got uh, Vince got away with a with a uh, with, with a throw man where his knee was down yeah, too but it man first, <laughs> it would have been first and goal man they act like they act like it would have been first and goal. That's hey, what I told uh, Lindell. Lindell FaceTimed me a couple of weeks ago, and that's exactly what I told Lindell because that's all he was talking about was that knee down. I say, bro, we still would have been first and goal. Yeah, we would have no. ran right in there. <laughs> hey, so so yeah. we, we we're gonna get you out here, and again, man, Landry and I, man, we thank you so much, Romance, man, for for coming on on the show, man, and, and, and sharing with us, man. Like I said, that team was just absolutely awesome, man. We want Texas to get back to that level. Uh, speaking of that. So the 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 obviously I don't, I don't see any leadership in the locker room right now Man. in Texas. I don't see any leadership. That is, that who were the guys? Exactly who who were the guys that when you guys were there and I mean it was so many of them but who were the guys that that you kind of followed that that you know made sure hey man, you know we 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 got we going to get our together because I hear from a lot of players that played on that team said that hey the coaches really didn't have to magnum didn't really have to tell y'all and Benny and Mad Dog and them, they didn't really they tell y'all shit, man. Like they, it's basically they did. They didn't have to really tell us anything, you know. You know, Vince was our lady, kind of the guys you still see in the in the media today, you know, like Quan, Vince, Casey Stutter, you know, like those guys, A. Ross. Those guys was like our leaders, you know. They those guys was the guys who, hey man, make sure y'all doing this, make sure we doing this, you know. And some of us like myself, hard headed. You know, didn't really want to listen to those guys because those were players. But at the same time, I kind of knew what it was. But I was, I was living the limelight at the time, man. I was, a, <laughs> I wasn't, a, I wasn't a starter, but I was going out scoring three touchdowns, two touchdowns a game. You know, and like, man, that's what they need. They need a guy who can come off the bench like that and score and score 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 you know they need a they need a guy who's gonna make sure that everybody's doing their job right and is gonna get in their ass when they not because that's one thing vince did when we messed up and we seen it vince was in our ass like we was the coach like he was the coach you know so we was like ah oh, damn we can't let v down you know and with v being v we didn't want to let v down you know and um and that and that was I think that's what made us so great and you know Vince kind of like took control of it and Coach Brown kind of like seen that so Coach Brown basically hey let Vince have it hey Vince this is your team man you know you take this man and that boy man I ain't never seen a football player better than him in my life me neither that's what's up man me neither bro <laughs> hey Ramonts we really appreciate you for uh for hopping on man again dude uh, hey, man. uh congrats on up. congrats on your journey for real man like uh back in your day a lot I, I didn't I didn't meet anyone in Austin that hadn't party with you and now I know a lot of guys that know you and they talk about how inspirational you are so you've man, you've God transformed you. you've transformed more than any player in the history and uh you're one of my favorites to watch and, and your story's great and we appreciate you for hopping on the 40 God acres, bless you, brother. Man, 
I, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate y'all too, man. You know, if, if, if there's anybody out there that want to help the Ramon Taylor Youth Association, we're a free program. We work off of sponsorships and donations. You know, they can check us out at www.rtyouthassociation.com, man. www.rtyouthassociation.com. Yes, sir. All right, man. We appreciate you. Thanks again, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. Yep, thanks. Man, it's always good to hear from Ramon. Man, uh, straight up, if if he would have had – Shout out to Ramon Taylor, man. I mean, uh, was a huge fan of his. You know, at at Texas, man, this cat, you know, really made big plays, man. Best – National champion. I don't care what anyone that that was. I know people, you know, say you know Clemson, Alabama. That was a great Come game. Come on, man. Sean Watson, but they didn't have that, that hype. But yeah, they bro, didn't have this that hype. game here, bro, with Texas and USC. That 05 national championship, bro. I remember that shit like it was yesterday, man. I mean, that was the man. That game right there, man. You look at all of the the NFL. Players, man, on both sides of the ball, man, from from Texas to USC, man. How many of those guys win? How many first rounders that they had go uh, to the draft Bro, that they, year, man? It was awesome, man. Dude, you just go through that squad. They had they had two running backs go to the league, really three, because Henry Melton was a running back. Uh, right. Ramonts would have gone to the league. You had Dave Thomas had a long career as a tight end. Four out of the five starting O linemen, uh, a backup O lineman, Lyman Sweet got drafted. Vince was the number three overall pick. Uh, you had guys on defense. You had the top. Three corners go. You had two safeties go. Uh, D lineman for days. And by the way, Brian Robinson uh, released yesterday by the Vikings amidst this uh, this disaster in Maryland. I gotta say, Brian Robinson, uh, he means a lot to me. That's my favorite Longhorn of all time because we just look at how much he improved from year to year. He went from being an average linebacker to a good DN and leader of that team, and uh, had the longest NFL career of any of those guys. Uh, Rack post still kicking, but he had a couple more years left. Brian Robinson salutes you, man. If your NFL career is over, you did it very right, and right, nobody worked as hard as you. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. Shout out to Brian Robinson. Getting back into Sam Ellinger uh, conversation. We could throw the the he's a young kid and he's It's a hard you know, G. We, you said Ellinger you said Ellen you said Ellinger again. You Ellen, did it again. Ellinger. Tom Herman's gonna cuss your ass out, bro. <laughs> Man, right now He doesn't even deserve his name pronounced right, the right, right way right now. now. He doesn't even like, deserve hey, it. Hey, Herman right now. That's how I feel, dude. <laughs> Sam Ellinger, we we've seen this way too often. And it does the question does come out uh, uh or begin to surface through people's mind, you know, hey, is is this the right guy? Let me ask you this question, Landry. If he plays badly in the USC game for whatever reason, do we see a change right after the USC game? You have to. And this is the, this is my argument with Sam Ellinger is a lot of times when he's at his best, they're running a zone read or he's tucking it and running. If Sam Ellinger is not going to run the ball, he's really not that much better than Case McCoy. And I know that's harsh, but if Sam Ellinger, if, if Sam Ellinger is just going to sit there and they're going to run these delayed handoffs like they're doing right now, then he's really not that much better than Case McCoy. Yeah, he's Tyrone Swoops. He's yeah, he's not. He, and, and Tyron <laughs> Swoops would at least run. If Sam Ellinger is not going to use his legs, there's no point in having him on the field. Or you can just make him change positions now, uh, sooner rather than later. I think Tom Herman needs to pull Sam Ellinger aside. He needs to tell him, look. What got you here is your legs. We, we're we're going to use your legs. We're going to incorporate it a little bit more. And whatever was wrong with you in, in, in week one, we got to move past this and we got to progress because right now your career is on a brink. They're bringing in blue chip after blue chip. They have two freshmen waiting in the wings right now on and campus. I'm, hear, I'm hearing great things about, about Cameron Rising. I mean, like I uh, 
talked about last week, man. Hey, you know, kind of a, a hot take. I'm hearing that if things were to go south and Sam Ellinger uh, uh, was to be pulled, it would it would be Cameron Rising. Rising would, would come in before Shane Bouchelle. And as unfair as it is to Shane, I just don't – I personally don't think that Shane fits this offense. What And – well, I mean, yep. if, if 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 this offense isn't gonna gonna run with the quarterback, then Shane fits it perfectly. Like that's the thing. Like it, sh- he shouldn't fit this offense. A lot of people on Twitter uh, agree with that. Felt like that if he ain't gonna Shane run, would make more, uh, would make would make better throws, obviously, than Sam. And I like and Sam. I, again, I'm not bailing on him, but I'm saying, at what point? At what point am I supposed to? At what point am I supposed to say maybe this is just what he is? Because Chris Sims, Chris Sims. He would come up short in the big games, but at least it was against Oklahoma or or in the Big 12 championship. Ellinger just did this. He's done this against Texas Tech, and he's done this against Maryland. And, I, I, I mean, it, it's one thing to fumble against USC when you leave it all on the field. It's I guess it's another thing to throw the interception you did against Oklahoma State. But when you throw two interceptions with an opportunity to win the game in the fourth quarter, your sophomore year, after you've had all that time to sit on all the garbage that happened last year, maybe it's just not in you. And I'm not even faulting him for it. I'm not killing him. I'm just saying maybe it's not in him. Some people have it. Some people don't. I thought that he did have it. Maybe he doesn't. And maybe it's just time to time to at least be open to the idea of another quarterback. This is what I want to see. This is what I want to see, Derek. I understand that Shane Bouchelle's the backup, but I want to see – in the second half, I want them to get off to a big lead against Tulsa, and I at least want to see Rising in mop-up duty. I want to see him get some experience. I agree. Just so that if they do make that change, he's ready to go. So I agree. if Shane, if if you're up 21 points, get Shane some reps in the third, right? And then in the fourth quarter, let's let Rising play just so we can at least see what he's got and you get him some game experience. Well, let, me, let me ask you this: Were you surprised that that you didn't see? Uh... Uh, Shane, at some point in the game yesterday, I wasn't because you know that they were in it in the fourth quarter. Uh, they rallied back. Uh, you saw them fall behind twenty four seven, then they cut it to twenty two twenty four at the half, and it, it looked like Sam had the momentum. It just all came at once after that weather delay. Sam threw the two picks, so I don't think if if Herman's made the decision to go with Sam, I understand him not benching him. If you play USC and Sam throws a couple interceptions, he's not using his legs, then. You got to think about this. You really, you really got to think about this. this. This offense clearly lands on on Herman feet. I, I don't like. I tweeted out yesterday, man. I don't want to hear about Tim Beck anymore, man. I really don't because I don't either. End, because at the end of the day, if he's bro, calling plays, it's your choice, right? Actually, I don't want to hear it. Absolutely. At the end of the day, bro, this is your football team. You're the one that's getting paid to make these decisions. So if whether you're letting Tim Beck make the offensive calls, that falls on you. And if you're making the offensive calls uh, yesterday, again, that still falls on you. Why is is, is Ingram having a, a pretty decent game? I don't understand he's taken that. Out of the game, and then Daniel Young's in not, the second half. You're supposed to be this offensive guru. The dude is overrated to me. He has not done anything to me. To He may be, may be a little better than Charlie was. Maybe a little better than Charlie was. You know, because he makes bonehead decisions as well as Charlie made bonehead decisions. But the one thing about Charlie Strong that I can definitively say, he's going to try to find ways to get the ball into his playmaker's hands. We don't see that with Herman. You're supposed to be this offensive guru. You're supposed to 
supposed to be this guy that, that, you know, has all these tricks in your bag or whatever the case may be. We can't find a way to, to put Colin Johnson in motion to get him out of double, double coverage. You know, we can't find ways to get – even though LeJordan Humphrey had a great game yesterday, we can't find ways to get Devin DuVernay uh, the ball in space. And and let me say this for the record. Throw the, the, the wide receiver screen. Just, man, scrap that, bro. Throw that the out the playbook, man. We don't need to run that no more, bro. That absolutely gets us nowhere. And this is the other thing. This is If we're just looking specifically at the play calling, it's easy to just say the play calling sucked, but when you stick it up their ass like they did on their touchdown drive, and then all of a sudden it looks like you're in route to doing that and you get past midfield, why the hell are you running a reverse on the next play? They were kicking their ass. They were lining up. They were looking like Texas. And then all of a sudden, luckily uh, the punter actually punted them inside the five right. after that, which which was his best punt of the day. Uh, good good for him. That was Michael Dixon. Like, But why the hell are you running a reverse? You don't need to get cute when you're bullying guys. Keep the rhythm going. And when they were going hurry up tempo, they were moving ball Maryland looked like they were out of sync they didn't know what to do and we were actually able to run the ball we were able to pass the ball when we were going up tempo totally got away from that bro totally got away from that and I think that hell I understand you 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 don't want to run tempo the the whole game because your players are, are getting tired. You know, a lot of those guys are going downfield. Some of the receivers running nine routes or whatever. So they're running back and they have to line up or whatever. And, of course, that's where conditioning comes in. But at least, bro, at the end of the game and, and, and you're down on those last two possessions, why aren't you running tempo? Why aren't you running, you know, what? was able to to move the ball early in the game. I don't understand why they got away from that. And man. look, uh, the only time I want to hear about players' experience and and the experienced players getting get, get, getting a nod over the guys who don't is when that experience has actually shown me that they know how to win games late. So when Ingram has six carries for 37 yards, including an 18-yard run, and he has a touchdown – don't sit him on the bench for Daniel Young because Daniel Young hasn't done a damn thing. There is no excuse. But that's your boy. That, uh, that's your boy, I, I though. I said he's all right. That's, I said that, he's all right. That, no. you, know, you say, you know, Daniel Young. I said you know, he's hey, all right. I like this kid. He's, he's, he's all right, but he, sh- he, uh, he finishes with eight carries. Ingram has six. Daniel Young, eight carries for 27 yards. One, uh, and, and nine yards is his, is his long. Daniel Young should never, ever, 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 ever get more carries than Ingram any game the remainder of the season. I don't care about experience because what if 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 your experience was a 7 and 6 season how valuable is that experience? It's nothing. This kid is a blue chip. And don't sit here and tell me that he's a freshman because I see freshmen contributing all across the country. Yes. Maryland had a freshman that scored two touchdowns yesterday and threw for one. That was a true freshman. <laughs> Yo, don't give me dude. this. Don't give me this stuff. When you're getting blue chippers like Texas, don't give me the youth excuse. Ingram deserves the rock a little bit more. I like what I saw from Watson despite the fumble. He's okay. But Daniel Young, God bless you. You 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 did you 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 played as hard as you could last year. Didn't even rush for 500 yards though. I don't need to see any more of that. Ingram Ingram needs more carries. Don't give me this youth excuse. In- Ingram does need more carries. I think Trey Watson. You know, besides the fumble, I thought he played you know pretty decently as well. I think uh, Trey Watson and and uh, uh, and Ingram. I think they both uh, kind of play well off each other. The one and two punch. I, I totally agree with you. And, and let's not let's not uh, forget. Hey. Tart Orlando, man. Let's not excuse Tart Orlando, you know, in this conversation as well, man. Because again, you you you, you were you hard know, on you were hard on Orlando, uh, or not hard on him, but you were a little bit skeptical that maybe this defense was going to get exposed. But he adjusted. He adjusted, Derek. Well, 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 he 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 did adjust it, but man, <laughs> Chris Nelson. 
you know, no disrespect, he's not Puna Ford, man. He's not a disruptor. You know, we I didn't see that yesterday. You clearly saw how much we missed a Puna Ford, how much we missed a Holton Hill, how much we missed a, 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 a Malik Jefferson. You know, Anthony Wheeler is not Malik Jefferson. Uh, Puna Ford, um, uh, Chris Nelson is not. By the way, forward. Wheeler getting suspended for uh, for a targeting penalty from eight months ago, uh, yeah, having to miss the first man, half. That's yeah, that's that's that, garbage. Yeah, they, they 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 the NCAA really really need to uh you know revisit that rule, man, because that that that's horrible, man. That that's absolutely something that horrible. happened eight months ago. This young man's gonna have to sit out the first half. Like, come on, man. Like, really. I thought I thought he was all right. I actually thought Davis was one of the bright spots. I thought, despite the penalty, the boneheaded penalty, which I thought the ball might have been, even been tipped. They tried uh, to pick on him. They tried to pick on 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 uh, because Devontae. of Boyd. I, I was okay with with his overall effort. I was okay with it. You know who I really was disappointed in? The leaders, the 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 veteran leaders that uh, that sit there and say that times are changing and that uh, you know it's time to make a run at the Big Twelve title and we want to bring Texas back. Brecken Hager, you did nothing. You absolutely did nothing. You disappeared. Uh, you lost contain on on jet sweeps. You made zero impact on this game. Chris Boyd, uh, before the before the second touchdown, you had a chance to to get an interception, and, and it, it hit you right. It hit right you right in the, in the stomach. Uh, Gary Johnson, I'm sorry you got ejected, and I know it's a it's a hard place for a, a defender to be in, uh, where you're going full speed, and then all of a sudden he decides to slide the last minute. But before that, you got burned, and you were losing contain as well. And Chris Boyd, Chris Boyd, uh, yeah, the, as well got got uh, burned by Davenport. Davenport fakes the outside. Chris bites, goes into the inside on the slant, man, and gained. You know, X amount of yards, man. They were you know, bad. The senior, le- right. the the leaders were were yeah, absolutely, absolutely horrible. And, and again, you know, I know we, we're crushing Herman right now. We're crushing Sam right now, and, and both of those guys deserve, they deserve it. it. They deserve we're it. We're not going to unfairly but, crush people. But Tart Orlando, he again, he doesn't get a pass. No defense is going to be perfect. You're going to give up certain things. You're going to give up certain plays or whatever. But man, Maryland again was torching these guys with the same play. Out of different formations in in the jet sweep, they were just getting killed, man. They were getting killed. I don't feel like for whatever reason, Tart Orlando didn't adjust to them running that jet sweep, man, because they, they, again, they were getting torched on that jet sweep, man. If they don't beat Tulsa, man, I don't even know what we're going to do. You can eat that, pizza before the game against Tulsa. If, if they find a way to lose to Tulsa, man, you know, that that's the equivalent or, or maybe worse than losing to Kansas, man. It's like you really have to talk about firing Herman in. Like, I, like you know, you, you can't start out 0-2. Back to the USC you can't start out 0-2. <laughs> that that, that stadium is going to be empty. It's going to be interesting to see what the environment's like against SC. Just reflecting back on the game yesterday, who do you think were your best players on, on the field? G- give, give me, you know, three guys that you feel, you know, made an impact on the game yesterday. I would say Ingram. And I would say Johnson, and I would say Humphrey. And the only reason Humphrey did have a big drop, but I feel like if those guys would have been used more, I feel like they would have made the impact. But Johnson, when you went to him, he made plays. So I'm going to go with those three guys. My guys would be Johnson uh, to a degree, uh, LJ, Lil Jordan Humphrey. Uh, I think he had like 86 yards on uh, what maybe eight carries or I mean uh, receptions or whatever. Uh, but the the sleeper man, uh, and I thought you would pick him, man. Brandon Jones, man. What Brandon Jones was able to do uh, defensively, man. He he made some some big tackles, man. On the uh, the when they faked the uh, the jet sweep and came around on the reverse, 
you know, the way that he closed in on, on uh, Kasim Hill and made that tackle, because if they score that touchdown, we don't even have a chance at the end of the game. So I thought that was a big play. Not to mention what he also did on uh, – on special teams, you know, he had some uh, pretty nice punt returns as well. Real quick, we'll get the prediction here uh, with Tulsa. I'm, I'm going to say they win by three touchdowns. If they don't, we're going to start a f***ing <laughs> riot next week here. We are going to start a damn I'm, riot I'm, I'm, if they I'm, lose I'm, to Tulsa. I'm going to say they, they have to put up at least 35 points. I, I'm, I'm going to go 35-7. I feel like Tulsa score, you know, late in the game when Texas just feel like they got it under wraps and they're playing against, you know, kind of the the – backups uh, or whatever, I think that, you know, Tulsa will get seven in there. So I'm going to say 35-7. That's, that's as much as I can get a Longhorns. Uh, biggest storylines in the Big 12 uh, week one, you got to go with Kyler Murray looking good for Oklahoma. I know it was FAU, but he looked good. And West Virginia just putting it on oh, Tennessee's man. ass. Real Greer, man. I mean, and I, I said he was overhyped, but when you go, I don't care if Tennessee's down. I don't give a damn. When you go to Tennessee, an excited Tennessee crowd, new coach, all that, and you kick that ass, you deserve a lot of credit. And West Virginia put it on them. It's gonna be big, man. Like I said before, this 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 Texas team, man, has a lot of work to do, man. Because regardless to the the uh, well, you, we know Will Greer is is a, a veteran, but you know a lot of those guys um, over at TCU. TCU uh, is doing well. Their first year quarterback, Colin Murray, we seen what they did yesterday against Florida Atlantic. So, I mean, we got some work to do, man. A lot of people screaming, you know, Big 12 championship or whatever. And, and I'm not saying that Texas, you know, definitively can't get there. But by what we seen yesterday, man, like I told you, I'm, I'm sticking at eight wins this year, man. I'm going to have to stick to nine. Uh, but, man, I don't feel as good about it as I did because I had Maryland down as one of those wins. Uh, before we get out, we got to thank everybody for being on. We got to thank all the all the feedback's been good. It's only gonna it's only gonna get better. Uh, we we actually met for the first time last week, but now me and Day Day got a little bit of a rhythm. Thank you so much to Ramon Taylor for uh, for jumping in. Vince Young next week. Vince Young is going to be on the Forty One Acres no USC doubt. week. Wouldn't want anyone else on the podcast any week, but especially USC week. Uh, and he's actually having a golf tournament out at Barton Creek that week. So go to tenvinshung.com uh, if you want more information on that. It's been kind of fun, I guess, Day Day. It could have been a little <laughs> bit more fun uh, if they had handled their business. Right, right. No doubt, man. From Landrylock and myself, I want to echo those same sentiments, man. We thank you guys for um, you know listening and tuning in. It's only going to get better. I think that we're rocking and rolling. This is the realest Longhorn football podcast you're going to get out there where it's going to be real talk, man. It's going to be fan talk. We're the voice for you and how you guys are feeling. So, again, we, we love you guys. we ain't feeling good right now. <laughs> again, we ain't feeling good. We hurt just like you hurt. <laughs> exactly, man. We're both lifetime Longhorns, but we thank you guys so Pizza much gate. for for uh, for showing <laughs> – Hashtag Pizzagate. <laughs> Hashtag Pizzagate, man. Thank you guys, man. For Landry Locker, we appreciate you guys listening again, man. Tune in next week. We're going to have Vince Young. Tom Herman's getting above 500 against Tulsa. Oh, right man. now he's a 500 coach. Say, man, on that note, man, much love and hook them always. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.